Welcome, citizen. This is New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. My name is Lobo Boyce, as it is every week. I mean, that doesn't really change. But I had to introduce myself as if each episode is the first time. How's everything? How's everyone doing? Uh, I'm sure you guys can tell me uh, things of varying degrees of great or not so great. For that, I understand. Uh, it's a new month. It's April. Hopefully, you guys survive April 1st. Um, I squeaked by myself as this uh, shutdown in Los Angeles rolls on for me personally. But I know other parts and other communities in this country and the planet are also been on a lockdown for the quarantine. I totally understand. You're not alone. And that's why I decided to keep on keeping on making new shows, making new episodes. Um, I want to thank you all for checking out this episode and all the other ones here in New Amsterdam canon. Please tell a friend about this show. Uh, you know, NewAmsterdam.com, available wherever you stream. We're talking Google Podcasts, we're talking Spreaker, we're talking Spotify, we're talking YouTube even. Uh, that's how the show grows and how it rolls on. In a minute, I'm going to talk to you about webinars and how that seems to be the new normal of how brands and companies are out there trying to outreach people, especially with everyone's current predicament. But first, I want to see how you're doing. I want to check in on your mental health. Let me know how you're feeling. You know, email me or uh, see me out on Twitter at Global Boys with your questions, your comments, your concerns. If, and if I can help out in any way with any kind of guidance of, of what next, of how to build for the future, of how to maximize the experiences you have now, I'll try my hardest as we are in all uncharted territory. For me, I'm somewhere between day 17 and day 18 of self-quarantine and I'm trying to consume uh, media and create my own as I try to uh, make some sense of what's going on, keep myself on level so I can not only create for my audience or my fans or find a way to develop new sources of revenue, but just for myself to see what I can and can't do given the resources, you know, I, you really can't go outside unless you're onto the store or going to essential businesses. So gone in the days of doing guerrilla uh, short shorts or comedy sketches in my case. I'm not sure how your businesses have modified over the past couple of weeks or so, but I'm sure there's some modification afoot. One of the things I noticed, though, is how quickly uh, some companies have rushed their commercials over uh, to television. It, it just makes it feel like it was almost instantaneous. You had companies coming forward and saying what they're planning to do during the pandemic, and that's something that you have to give them credit for. Anyone who's been to a PR class will tell you, you see an issue, you identify the issue, and you offer solutions of how to um, circumnavigate or what your company is doing, but this is unprecedented for a lot of reasons, and, and you guys have... Uh, pretty much at this point, seen enough news stories to have them coming up to your eyeballs. But on the marketing side, I wonder what does a company do to stay relevant in an uncertain time on this level, right? This isn't like a, uh, not to make light of it, but this isn't like a, a, a terrorism incident in one city. I mean, this is something that's affecting the planet at once. Uh, you really don't want to have your advertising or your marketing efforts to talk about new product launches or uh, brand new sales of lines of equipment or products with, if there is a potential for a global economic shutdown on the horizon. See, there's a very fine line uh, what companies can do to stay relevant and stay helpful with their marketing and not come off um, as tone deaf. 
And one of the tenements of inbound marketing, if you guys are inbound fans, and for those of you who are not really sure what that is, inbound marketing differs from outbound marketing. Outbound is more of like the, the, the traditional way of things, selling, advertising, telling people about the product or services offered. Inbound is really more about creating a conversation, becoming more of an information resource that happens to sell uh, the product uh, almost coyly or almost on the back burner, you know, uh, a good chance of this, a good example of this is say you go to a health site like, um, goop or live strong and they tell you articles about how to be, how to eat right or how to exercise. And in the corner, there's a certain supplement that if you click on a link, the live for example, gets a kickback a little bit more inbounds, more native advertising, but that's, that's inbound tactic, right? So your company, you're trying to make sure that people understand that you're helpful. Um, and you can release infographics and do commercials, but you kind of have a captive audience. There's people out there that aren't allowed to leave their house until they have time to sit and, and experience long-form things that are helpful. And it seems almost like a no-brainer. What's a long-form form of content that you can make that will make your brand or your company seem helpful in a time when anyone is looking for information about anything? Uh, as a small business owner myself, I think I've sat down and watched webinars on anything from HoneyBook, which is my customer relationship management tool. Basically what that means is if you're a client of mine, uh, HoneyBook handles your information, your your details, your number, your, your requests and all that. Uh, they had a couple of webinars. A lot of my news lists that I read text emails and updates and digests are having webinars as well. And it's really easy to base webinars around the current environment. You know, as a small business owner, as a business owner of color, as someone living in Los Angeles, there are just three different flavors of, of webinar content I experience answering the same question, what do I do <laughs> in this environment? Now, I'm not saying you should do that so linearly. I'm not saying... Hey, if you sell enamel pins that you should go on and, and have a COVID-19 webinar. But what I'm saying is you now have an opportunity to reach an audience that is at home, that is looking for entertainment in that long form kind of way, but also understand that you are a company and what you offer has to be helpful as well. And I think this is the perfect time for you to really dig deep and say, what can I teach others? What can I share? Um, I'm kind of biased here as I'm telling you what I discovered on and on a podcast and it's technically free and but you know you don't have to have a podcast because there's an implication with the podcast it's a series but you can really just say hey look here's something I do it's here's how I weave this basket I'm going to show you how I do it or this is the most effective way I created uh, my song writing skills or my, my, my musical number. This is how I write my music, so I'm getting at. Or, hey, this is something that's pretty cool. Have you ever thought about becoming a pastry chef? Well, these are the tools I think you should have. And here I'm going to give you examples of them. Uh, these are very questions that are very, very small because I think a lot of times we creatives, we say, I don't know. That's, that's common knowledge. Pff, everyone knows that. Um, one, no. <laughs> we are so in our heads and about you know imposter syndrome or not seeing as being valid that a lot of things we know that we think it's intrinsic that we think it's table stakes is completely foreign to people just starting out and more importantly there's people that are willing to learn and it doesn't really hurt you anything because and 
in exchange of sharing people about your craft, you sneakily get to work on your craft. <laughs> Even if it's just as simple as learning to articulate the processes you think is such good nature, you are getting to work on your craft while not having to beat yourself or, or beat yourself down, I should say, or beat yourself up, beat yourself down. <laughs> beat yourself up for saying, oh, I'm not creating the next uh, painting in my line. I'm just spending time teaching people how to use acrylic on canvas. Well, when you're doing that, when you're telling people what the moves are, what the steps are, you're reinforcing why your technique is a technique you use. So it has kind of an intrinsic benefit for both people, the people learning, uh, obviously, and for you, the teacher. And webinars can be a series. It could be a weekly thing, a daily thing, and you don't really need advanced software. If you guys have probably noticed, a lot more of your artist friends have gone live on Instagram. There's Periscope, and there's Facebook Live, and there's YouTube Live. That's where I do my web series on, and, and you can also do other things as well. You can record and upload those to Vimeo and, and, and Wistia and all those other video platforms as well, but options are really yours. But we really want you to drill down and think about things that you enjoy doing, that you want to share what you're doing with someone you don't think would be even on, on the realm of appreciating what you're doing. And you'll be surprised some that will stumble across your site and or to go, hey, that's something pretty cool. I'll give you a perfect example. A friend of mine uh, on the Afterbus Network, his name is Jack Farmer, uh, we and I were thinking about doing a web show where we um, are having a live stream of doing we're talking about wrestling. So we do it after buzz, but kind of off the grid. And I didn't know the first thing about that. Didn't know the, the right app to use. Didn't know the processes to use. So I went and did what we all do. We asked the Oracle, Google, or YouTube. And uh, I came across uh, someone who literally says, hey, look, I don't usually do comparison videos or tutorial videos, but this is something kind of cool and fun. And granted, that was a short form example, but here's somebody who had a niche about tech and decided to do a one-off comparison video to see which live streaming platform is best uh, for, for live streaming. And it was incredibly helpful to me. In fact, it helped me choose a platform I actually ended up using. And I actually told in the comments, like, hey man, I came across this through a Bing search, not Google, not that memory serves. I came across this through a Bing search. This is incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. And this guy was like, oh, thank you for saying that. Because I always wonder where people, where views come from. And it all kind of had this like cool, warm feeling that here's this person that created something, left it, uh, left knowledge, left game out there on YouTube. And I came and I scooped it up. And truthfully, Jack and I did our second episode of that streaming show. And we're building more content ideas based on the knowledge I got from someone else in this community uh, we call the, the, the globe. So... Think about that for your project, for your craft, and what you're working on, and what you can share, even the small things, to your potential audience. And I think now is the time for long-form content, whether or not you do a, a sit-down, a Q&A, a webinar about how to do a certain part of your technique, now is the time. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. In the meantime, please follow me on social media. I'm over available at Twitter at Boys, on Instagram at Flobito and Flobito.com. And this time, please, if you have some extra means to support other creative person out there, 
please buy a t-shirt at floopitos.threadless.com and have a Patreon up where we have bonus content coming up uh, at least once a week, if not twice. Uh, check it out at patreon.com slash boys. Please support the homie as they create more and more content. We're wrapping it up, baby. Big things are happening. Of course, until next time, this is New Amsterdam Radio and the city is yours.